This is Irish Illustrated Insider. I am Tim Priest with Tim O'Malley and Pete Sampson. We have just come from a very warm Notre Dame where Notre Dame conducted practice here on Monday, a couple days after Saturday's open practice inside Notre Dame Stadium. I'm interested to pick your guys' brains here from what happened on Saturday. One thing we do know, um, some bad news, uh, the injury to Michael Young, another broken collarbone joining Cole Komet, although we did see Cole Komet today without a sling, so... He is starting to progress. I Michael Young actually walked by me. He looked at me and smiled. I asked him how he was feeling. He said better, meaning better now that he has had, presumably he had surgery and is uh, beginning the mending process. But just uh, I, we, have, we have a whole bunch of questions about Michael Young and the receivers, but just your thoughts on him going down and where Nordheim goes from here. Uh, it's pretty depressing for Michael Young, maybe more so than it is for Notre Dame, because he sort of has a tag of always hurt now. Uh, and this is only going to stick that on him more. Um, and I think when he comes back, I don't know how the coaches are going to feel about it, uh, because they're just maybe be waiting for the next time he goes down. So do you throw all your resources into Joe Wilkins, Lindsay? move Fink to the outside, which is what we've seen the last couple days. Um, Young was really happy. There have not been very many surprises or big movers in camp, but I'd say Michael Young was one of them. Yeah, so not, not that he changed positions or won a job, but he went from closer to Lindsey Wilkins' keys to closer to Fink and Claypool. I agree. I think, and I think that's part of how, how much will it hurt them is he, what's the separation between Michael Young and probably a combination of the two of the three? They're not going to just throw everything out there. You know, by the time we get to Louisville week, and I, my, I, my guess is Keys is the one that continues to emerge. I thought he's had a really good last couple of weeks. But Michael Young was clearly better than guys that were having a pretty good camp in Keys and Wilkins. Michael Young was outstanding. What, camp. He, I mean, uh, refresh my memory. Did he get hurt in the spring? No, he didn't. Not this spring. And he, he was he was excelling. I, I guess I like want to defend Michael Young. I mean, he was great. He was good in the spring, and he got hurt. Was doing September really really last well. Year. When when did he come out? Right after Wake, right? Isn't that when he got hurt? He had played. He had had the sixty six yard play against there. Wake. Yeah. He was hurt last year in camp too. Yeah, and I guess yeah, he was limited as a, yeah. Yeah, as a freshman. Camp, but. I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, here's a kid. He's a he's a frontline player. He's a starter. He's getting a ton of reps. He's he's had he's made a ton of plays and. You know, unfortunately, in August, you're saying, yeah, in the, he's yeah, yeah. August, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a setback. I think it's, I mean, I think it's pretty significant from the standpoint that nobody really challenged him for the starting job in the spring once spring started, and certainly he wasn't challenged in the preseason because he was playing brilliantly. So, I mean, I just hope he can bounce back because I I think that he's he clearly earned the right to be the starter. Um, you I think know, it's the double whammy that hurts the most, though. Come at and Young. It's, oh, no it's, doubt. it's your three and your four. That's that's well. I, it's pretty easy to imagine a scenario where Lawrence Keys clicks, gets in there, does good stuff, then thinks you're starting outside receiver. Mike Young's a rotational player when he comes back. I guess those are two small receivers to have in your in your three starting uh, core. I don't know. I like. I mean, I was just really really impressed with Michael Young and hoping to come back, you know, sooner rather than later. It sounds like is his projection longer than Comet's? 
I don't know that they actually put. Yeah, I don't know that they put. Whereas with Komet, Komet they were like Komet four to ten. Well, <laughs> but ridiculous. but yeah. right after Komet got hurt, they immediately it was immediately said three to six. I do have an update on Komet from Saturday's practice. I I forgot to put in the practice report. I think it's relevant. He was playing catch on the sidelines, raising both hands, wearing receivers' gloves, pre-practice. Catching balls that were at his like, did, face level. So and he I'm did not have a up. sling on today, so there's a little bit more movement going on. So, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll gauge that because there's a big big speculation about how many weeks he'll – I think he'll be out for four weeks. I think he'll be out for six weeks. I know, like, internally, not the staff, like, Komet and his family, they expect him to be around for New Mexico. Fast yeah. Definitely Georgia. Yeah. Fast healer. Well, yeah. the, key about, the key to that is you kind of got to get out there against New Mexico to be – Getting your feet, getting yeah, you would hate Georgia, to be, yeah, you, know? you don't want the first one to be Georgia, and yeah. that's I think that's why Brian I mean, Kelly said he missed a couple and then came back against Stanford. That was fine, but he wasn't as good all year. That's what I'm saying. Like oh, he no, could go he play against Georgia, but what does yeah. that do? You need yeah. to be. I'm not saying he's going to get hurt again. I'm just yeah. saying you have to be. I had full to. Commit. I had to laugh um, when I saw your guys' instant analysis afterwards because when uh, Samson, when I heard you say, when I heard you compare Claypool to Michael Floyd. All the times that you've laughed at me when I've thrown superlatives <laughs> about guys. Although usually I'm saying, I, yeah. in my 38 years, yeah. I've never seen. But when I heard you say Michael Floyd, and I get it. I mean, I get it. He has become the master of the twisting back shoulder catch. Uh, and it sounds like he was pretty darn spectacular on Saturday. His body control is exceptional. Yeah. Uh, That's that twisting back shoulder catch. You can't stop that. It's just, no wonder Pride can't stop him. He just elevates and then hangs there. And Pride has no answers. I mean, if they had 10 one-on-one matchups, I think Claypool won all He 10. won all. Whatever they had, he won them all. And, I mean, you watch Pride, who I think we all think is a good player, and he looks... I mean, if you said, yeah, we're uh, matching K.J. Wallace against Claypool, and the results look like that, you'd be like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But it, sh- it, it shouldn't be that way against Troy Pride, which I think says... Something about pride. It has to, but it still says way more about Claypool. And I think, I mean, you look at Floyd's junior season. Wow, this is a real Floyd dive here. This no, I, I mean, it's like I had to do this depth chart story, and it's like Floyd's junior season was 79 catches, 1,025 yards, 12 touchdowns. I mean, that's totally in play for Chase Claypool. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Is he going to get 100 catches? Probably not. No, he won't have that. They but, have better players. But I think we, we've... Based on August, move beyond Chase Claypool replacing Miles Boykin. Like, he will be better than Miles Boykin was. And he has a quarterback for 13 games who can get on the ball. He was remarkable on Saturday. He has been very, he has been no worse than very good at every practice we have seen, which is a lot of them this August. Yeah, yeah I think Claypool's physical skill set is better than Boykin's, but I, I like Boykin's head maturity. Yeah, there's, you know, I think that's going to, that's not going to be. There's not a comparison there. It doesn't matter if, if Chase Claypool is now a better teammate and no, I, better guy to be and, around. But Claypool's but, a senior. He's evolved. It, yeah. I, I don't know that any of that really matters. What matters is what you guys saw on Saturday. It doesn't matter when he does that. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. You, you, right. you can't be the bad teammate that no one wants. Not the bad teammate. You can't be the guy no one wants to be around when you're not catching passes. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, but this is – he. it was a show. I mean, people – there were at least five catches. Everybody's like, oh. I mean, yeah, there, there was a crowd there, by the yeah. way. Um Friends of the university were were there, and my brother was actually there. My my sister in law works in Notre Dame, but um, yeah, I mean, I I think he was one of the ones that was was doing and eyeing because uh, that's I mean that's just spectacular performance. I got I'm going to say this in the podcast. I wrote it in today's 
defensive practice report because I've been trying to get a hold of Brady Quinn, and he got a hold of me while I was in Los Angeles at a, at a lunch. So I, we'd been playing phone tag, so I had to talk to him. Anyway, long story short, we talked about Kyle Hamilton. I said, we've seen him make seven interceptions. And he said, well, the coaches tell me he's made 13. And I said, did you hear about today? And he said, no. I said, well, he had two more today. So, so are we talking about 15? Now, I know the reaction is, well, that doesn't sound good for the quarterbacks. And I get that. 15 does not. I'm fine. All of a sudden. That's, a, <laughs> that that's an absurd different. number. Yes. But you got to understand a practice situation. We're including... Yeah. We're including one-on-ones, we're including seven-on-sevens, 11-on-11, you know, not physical, 11-on-11 full scale. So there's a lot of passes thrown there. I'll tell you, I don't think he has one-on-one, though, because that's a lot of team interceptions is my point. I don't remember one-on-one. No one picks off passes in one-on-one. No, he did. He He got one this year. He stepped in front of Kyron Williams. That was the one-on-one, the diving play? That was his best best one. That was the one-on-one. I think he had a one-on-one... Oh, did he have one of the one on stole one away from, from who was it? Fink, yeah. And that brings up the other point. So seven interceptions, not all of them are as good as the Carter Williams one. There's yep. a couple tip to him. Guess what? I've seen three other interceptions. He has seven. Have you total seen, have you seen total a, three. Have you seen a corner make an interception? I I can't think of a cornerback making an interception. Maybe Craig didn't have one in Culver. Who's you, don't, you don't remember. remember. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't I mean, know. Elliot's had a couple. And Gilman has had at least one, and that's all that I remember. Bracy, I know, had one because he, Pride told me he had one. Okay, and he returned. No, I remember. Yeah, I these remember. are still not adding up to seven. No, that's why or fifteen. Or 15. <laughs> if that's true, if fifteen uh, is true, so the immediate reaction was move him to corner. <laughs> Which you know, I mean, he is a Bobby Taylor type player. Who was Bobby Taylor was a. He was a corner and he was a safety. He could play both. Yeah, he was an all American. He was an all American level both. But you don't want to move Hamilton. You want him. You need. You know, you're losing your two safeties after this year. He's going to get plenty of playing time. They're not going to deny him any playing time. You know, in in nickel and dime no, situations. He so he time. will he will be a co-starter or semi-starter right from the very the beginning. The first prediction I made of camp in Monday musings is that Kyle Hamilton will lead the. Freshman in total snaps as a backup. Doesn't matter who starts or does anything else. No matter what, he will. He is. He has to be on the field, so he will be. Right. But I'm going to later when we get to questions. I want to respond to that as it relates to Jacob Lacey and the interior. That's what I meant, line. though. I still think he'll get more than that. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, o line versus number two. Then we're going to get into this right now. Actually, number one O line versus number two D line. I know what you guys said on Saturday. I want to say, I, want, I just want to throw this out there. The upside of, of Lacey and Adam, Adam Iola on the inside is greater than the two starters. Sure. I would agree with you, yeah. So They I won't think, have a better year, think, though, than those no, two starters. No, no, no. I mean, they probably won't right. get as many snaps, but I think the long-term upside of those two guys is greater than the two starters. I just agree. on physical ability. Yeah. Therefore, that may be that may have something to do with what you you saw Saturday when those two guys are going against Notre Dame starting interior. And Howard, Howard Cross was getting them too. Howard Cross had a good practice. I mean, they, this they really played well. The de- I also thought of this. Now we we we've heard post practice that the team was really hurting, like. They were limping into that practice. Sure. They needed the t- they needed the break, like they were in the first half against USC. I will say a first string. <laughs> yeah, I will say a first string offensive line 
if a team is hurting, is going to be hurting a lot more than the second unit defensive line overall. That is one way I didn't thought about it before, but the second unit defense did a very good job against them throughout practice. You and I would mm-hmm. watch it during, after. Now, there is a point that both times we thought they did really well in scrimmage, the first string offense scored. But that was not because of the push of the offensive line. That was Ian Book throwing the ball down the field. I just didn't. I didn't like it. I didn't. All right, so it made you uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I had bad vibes about so, the offensive line so on Saturday. Who's the? Where's the shortcoming? Who's the? Who's the uh, short straw? There were just a lot of plays where Jack Kaiser's coming up and hitting you for after three yards, and DJ Brown getting a clean stuff, and Howard Cross getting a stuff, and Kofi Wardlow getting a stuff, but face masking. Right? I mean, yeah. these all these things happened in that practice. I think it would require us to have film like we do of a game to be able to break oh, it down stay in no order doubt about exactly it what. it's just if you keep writing stuff by more I mean, yeah, yeah. dj brown stuff by guys yeah. that don't you don't think of that against the first unit so, that's yeah i mean that's why I, I have to stop it like i just got a bad vibe from it i can't i can't explain like well their power leg drive blocking technique was off or like i didn't like the way they were yeah. punching their hands i'm just saying oh the offense should have been a lot They're, better i came out of saturday thinking that whole notion that this is going to be Brian Kelly's best offense and score 38 points, like, I don't feel good about that. Yeah, well, we at have a question right on now. that. We'll, we'll address that further. But, I, you know, I hear you. I don't, I mean, I don't think it's Jared Patterson, the redshirt freshman, that's a shortcoming. Um, you know, Tommy Kramer was more nimble in the spring, so there's kind of that natural assumption, assumption okay, now that he's, he's arrived. I don't know that that's true. Uh, Banks did did Banks go the full way on Saturday? Yeah, Banks was yes. up there. He yep. was back on Saturday. He was back. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, I like him. I think his upside is as good as anyone's up there. So I liked the offensive line a lot more in other practices. That's also worth noting. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it was just one where yeah, and they weren't getting whipped. That's the whole the only reason we talked about it is they weren't getting whipped by the first string. They were getting whipped by the second string. Well, so remember, you're not that. That's why it's relevant. It I, wasn't that long ago that we were saying the interior defensive line keeps getting. Beaten by Nordame's offensive interior, and now the narrative seems to have switched a little bit. I would just like the strength to be the offensive line. Like if Notre, if Jason Adamilola and um, Jacob Lacey are getting the better of Banks, Kramer, Patterson, I don't think that bodes well for the season. I'm not saying that I happens agree. daily. Um, right, it doesn't. It may have happened only that one day. I agree. My only partial explanation is those two guys on defense. Those two number two defensive tackles are going to be really, really good. Yeah, no, I agree. And maybe that, maybe, you know. I I will say, I just just look at my notes right now, and it's hard to do because they go fast. You write a lot of things down, but they they did score two touchdowns on these two drives, the the first string offense. That that was the end product. But during it, I see sack by Shane Simon. Of course, these are not tackles, but sack by Shane Simon. Pressure by Jameer Jones. Book sacked, holding the ball too long in the pocket. Jamie and Franklin with a stuff of a draw running play. Mm-hmm. One play later, touchdown pass to Lawrence Keys, which is beautiful. Um, next, dri- got- next drive, stuff, pass to Claypool, stuff, Kaiser stopped for three yards, 10-yard game by Fink, stuff, tackle, stuff, personal foul by Wardlow, Lawrence Keys makes another play, and then Jafar right. Armstrong yeah. blows through um, T.J. Brown for a touchdown. But that I mean, for yeah. a nice run, and then a touchdown. But that's a lot. No, it, it is. I'm that. not denying what you're saying, but okay. I just talked about those two backup uh, interior defense alignment, and we know that the backup defensive ends are really, really yes. good. Yeah, I'll, I'll, that's I'll a that's through. a great. That might be one of the best number two lines in the country. 
I would know it. I think that's yeah. those ends for sure. Because yeah. Admiral uh, Admiral um, Ade Ogundeji, who actually got shoved to the ground a little bit, he was back out there today. But he had a looked like he could have been injured in practice um, after beating Josh Lug. Josh Lug wasn't yeah, happy about he it. He seemed fine today. He did seem yeah, fine. He seemed but fine he has today. two daily MVP awards, and yeah. as we talked in here, they don't just give those up. No, back of it. no doubt. Uh, I don't want to step over too many of the questions uh, in segment two, which we may already have done. So I'm going to skip over Ian Book and just um, I want to finish this segment uh, with with Jonathan Dore because, um, again, another one of those situations where there was so much angst just about a week ago. And it looks like it's his job and there's not much doubt about it. Yeah, I think that that has also been one of the surprises of camp to me mm-hmm. that that. We're at, what, August 19th, and that's settled? I didn't think that would probably settle until the season. And look, especially on August 4th, he did. He can get out there at Louisville, and who knows. Um, but he, the, I think after we saw the first kicking period, our commentary collectively was sort of, the ball just looks like it should look coming off Harrison Leonard's foot, and the ball it looks did. like it's kind of struggling. Off. And, that, and that's not the case with Dora anymore. It looks like it's supposed to look. And your man Bramble had another good day. Hang time wise, yes, beautiful. Oh, he had oh, some distance. No, he had Darryl, some distance. We're competing yeah. every turn together. No, I had some distance. 48, too. That's 44, great. 42, 44. That's great. Yeah. I, you know, what do we always say? We just we have to report what we see. Right. Well, up until recently, I mean, he had he had a bad spring. I mean, when yeah. we saw him, he didn't have a very good spring. But uh, that's awesome. That's good news because those are. I mean, you know, if you came right down to it three weeks ago, what are the biggest concerns? I think we probably start right there with both of those two guys, and and so that's. That's really, really encouraging. I was very encouraged by, uh, can you be encouraged by an interview? I was very encouraged by the interview with, with Jonathan Dore at the end of spring after the Blue Goal game. Just the confidence with which he spoke, um, just the belief that, hey, I'm going to get this right. And he's starting to show that a little bit now. So we're, uh, like I said, we're going to step over some of these questions again right. when we get to segment two and try to veer off into some other topics. But we'll be back with segment two, burning up the boards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Burning Up the Boards, brought to you by Rent Like a Champion, South Bend's largest vacation rental company with a 1,000 weekend home rentals close to Notre Dame Stadium, available for Fighting Irish Game Days. Irish Illustrated readers and listeners can get $100 off their booking with the promo code IRISH2019. We start with at way to go k I think this might be a question with regard to the injuries that have occurred. How much full contact work will they get in practice going forward? Probably not a lot. <laughs> I also think it's worth noting that the Cole Komet and Michael Young injuries did not happen during an 11 on 11. Right. You know, Komet's in particular was just a one on one. I think that Young's might have been in seven on seven, but essentially it was a one on one collision between him and Avery Davis. They don't hit in seven on seven, so that's the No, it's not, yeah, it's not full contact. Yeah, seven on seven. On seven. Yeah. So. You know, I don't know how much contact. Probably not a lot, but I don't think it has much to do with the the two big injuries that they have yeah, had. I, I think the, um, I think Wednesday. If there's any, I mean, if there's any cutoff, it might be Wednesday. It may not. I mean, they may cut it off after what happened 
not because of necessarily the injury Saturday, but I, it's time to it's, it's time about to start time. going back. I feel like Saturday would have been just slightly earlier than usual this past Saturday practice number twelve. Um, but it's got to be coming up. Yeah, I don't know what to make of the Sunday. Is that a, more of a walkthrough? They have a Sunday practice at three o'clock. It's kind of like game time thing, and maybe that's a walkthrough situation. Yeah. I know in the past they have had a very big scrimmage type practice around this coming weekend to kind of sell some things. But I, maybe they're beyond that this year. I, yeah, I think I would think they probably, probably are. Again. Yeah. At Nick Kelleher, if Michael Young is going to miss some time, and Kevin Austin will remain out to start the year. What receiver lineups do you think the coaching staff will trust the most early on? I think it's what we saw today, right? Keys. Play pool, Fink, Keys. Yeah. Keys in the slot, Fink outside. Keys was a, Keys did start out at X today, but he played on playing more in the slot than Fink can play both better than Keys could, of course. You just want to keep Keys in his position. But Yeah, I, I think... Keys you know, is that, a tough that cover. Comes, uh, yeah, oh, there's no doubt about it. I think Wilkins... I mean, Wilkins has a little bit more flexibility with the X and the... the uh, the W, I think I keep expecting more out of Joe Wilkins than the the coaching staff actually is. Well, he had he was a game, day MVP two practices ago, uh-huh. and then we watched him have a really good day. So that's, I mean, we could be wrong, but he was a day MVP, and then we thought we had a really good day on Saturday. So I, I, he's at least trending that way. And again, the running backs are going to catch more passes, especially with Komet and Young out. I think they're going to be they were all already going to be targeted in the passing game. They probably are targeted a little bit more. Yeah, I think the two backs that we've always kind of looked for, asked for almost, is, is just almost has to happen now. Yeah. You're getting your best. They're, they're, and Jafar Armstrong and is a wide receiver move to running back, and Tony Jones is a good pass catcher. Yeah. It, it just makes total sense. They're good at it. Hit it. At Murphy's Law, we kind of touched this one uh, in the first segment. Where would you rank Michael Young as far as players Notre Dame offense could not afford to lose, assuming Book and Claypool will be one and two? I mean, if you went through the offense... Mm-hmm. He would probably be number 10. I would agree because of the position as your third wide receiver and they have some guys, you can replace that better than you can replace others. Well, and you're spots. taking into consideration who would replace the starting offensive line. Definitely have to do that. Well, I don't know that I have him. Personally, I don't know that I would have him as low as 10, although. I mean, give me the. Yeah, I know. No, not yeah. when you, if you ask me yeah. his name, I'm, I, I hear where you're coming from. You want Ruland in more. Than the guards or no. keys in more than you. No. no, I don't either. I want the, no. I want the line to stay intact. It's, I mean, the Armstrong jump, running back is the, I think, the only position where I would put below Young. That's it. Because you have two, you're saying, because or you have two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, Komet was greater. Yeah, Komet, Komet, was, Komet, Komet was greater than Young. Um, yeah, you can't take the line. I wouldn't say the line either. Man, I, I, I mean, yet, I just, yet. I mean, I still thought. I, I mean, I looked at Michael Young as a. You know, a 50-catch guy. I mean, hey, look, the 10th best player can be a good player. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's fine. Okay. He is well, in that yeah. range, though. I, I don't yeah. know that yeah. I can rank yeah. him, but, I, yeah. you know, I mean, I think he's. I think he was really, really trending. And then just to connect with that, Mr. Yips, with Austin, Komet, and Young out for three to four games, how does the offensive game plan change? I think we sort two, of yeah, touched like, on it. Two backs is going to be something. The Komet thing is, the. I mean, Komet was such an important part of the red zone, third down, huge goal line aspect of it. He's a he was going to have a heck of a year. Cole Komet was really poised for Well. He can still have he can still play ten games. He can, but I don't I don't he I don't believe it. that I don't 12. think he comes back and and is that 
ready to roll at that point. You're getting carried away yeah, over yeah. there. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you know, oh, if he comes like a national championship. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, if he comes back for New Mexico, okay. they're talking about New Mexico, they could play 12 games. I don't I'm think, skeptical a guy comes back I, from collarbone surgery I, and is really good. Which <laughs> is part of my argument that I, what I wrote in Thursday Thoughts last week about the people that were speculating about how many weeks, and I, you know, I, with a conversation I had, I think I got a, a, a decent idea when he'll come back, but they don't they don't know for sure. I just think, I mean, even Notre Dame doesn't know for sure is what my point is. Um, I think it's going to take a little while. I think it's just going to take a little while. And you don't want to, if he can't be 100% for Georgia, well then, I mean, just take your time and make sure that he is and get him back. But again, that, that goes back to the old People are always like, well, keep him out. No, that's not how it works. A medical staff determines, is he healthy and strong enough to play? If he is, he plays. Yes, for sure. That's These guys don't want, we've said this a lot on podcasts, they only get 12 chances. They are not sitting out to get right. healthy for the next week. Right. This is a tough one, Pete. We brought it up. At B-Man underscore 2017, with only two pass catchers returning with significant production and a couple of running backs who haven't been able to stay healthy for an entire season. Are you still confident this team can set the scoring record under Kelly? Which is thirty four point two is the mark under Kelly. I'm not. I really thought in June, July, this would like this would happen, and now based on the the injuries, I'm just I'm not seeing it. I I I mean thirty four point two is a good is a really good season. Uh, can, can the can the defense create some of those points? Probably with your your DNs. I think really what it comes down to is can you score three three touchdowns. And get some field goals to get to thirty against the teams you have to. You could score sixty-two against Bowling Green, right? Then right, sixty-five exactly. against New Mexico. Yeah. And they're going to get there. But I, I, there was a t- were we at one point saying forty? This could be a team I, that could. Have, I thought it could hit forty. Yeah, I mean, I know I said it at one point. I don't think it will. I think it still can exceed thirty-four point two. But again, as you're saying, Tim, it matters when you're. You can't yeah, I mean, that, I mean that, they, the, they did that, and they had eight against Miami. So. Right, the raw, the raw number isn't yeah. as important as the raw number was fun because they were bro- they, a couple yeah. years ago they were broaching that forty point per game total, so we were watching yeah. the raw number. But real, I mean, really, it's look, go look at Georgia's past two years at home and how many points they score. Like, I don't look at that game as a thirty five thirty eight situation. Try and find a game where Georgia doesn't score thirty five to fifty points at home. Yeah. They light people up there. So I mean you need you need points in that game. I know we we're thinking of the past Georgia game. That head knocker that was really twenty to nineteen. That I don't think this game is gonna be like that. No, and, it's not Jake Fromm's first start. Uh, right. And now I know they're missing their wide receivers, nobody's missing wide receiver and tight end. It's just that you need points there. They they continually <laughs> run up the score, actually, at, at Sanford Stadium. We've had a glut of uh, offensive questions here so far, and I'll ask another one. At WG Pennington, with Cole Komet out, it's Tommy Trumbull, the firm number two. Uh, what have you seen from him that gives you pause or hope at that position? Then there is a defensive question. I'll get to that after we talk about that. I thought he had a really good spring and was obviously carving out his niche, and then we've seen him get yelled at a lot this uh, for drops. Yeah, and, and I mentioned we that, he, that he's had and he's had trouble getting lined up a couple times. He's had to be repositioned, but he Which is. is I mean, he's got he's he is a weapon. He, yes, he has yes. the ability to be a weapon. He is athletic like that. We talk about how's the offense going to change or who's going to catch what. Tommy Trumbull's a guy that can siphon off some of those those catches because of uh, Komet's situation. He's still more likely to be a seam rob guy than, than Brock Wright. Yeah, I agree. He's just got to be in. But when you say when you say he's not getting lined up and slowing things down, Chip Long just won't play him. No, and, you, and I don't blame him. You're, yeah. not, you can't have those mistakes. Yeah. 
Uh, second part of the question is, uh, has Asita Ekwanu received any meaningful looks at the linebacker? I mentioned him in the practice report today. He was playing uh, Rover, probably partly because of Mawala. Uh, to finish the question, with the uncertainty at linebacker, I thought he would have an opportunity to to push for playing time. I guess I would just disagree with the second sentiment there. Well, that, yeah, no, that I, he was going to push for playing time. I, he, but he was, he did have an opportunity. He, he may have had an opportunity, <laughs> and he's not ready for that. He's just not ready for that. I don't think the coaches expected him to to seize. Probably, yeah, that. probably not. And that's fine. Um, you know, I, I would say, has he received any meaningful reps? Not. Not that I've seen. You know, when they get the threes no, no, out there, some no. I don't like, even think. I don't even he's think he's behind close. Bertrand. Yeah, he's not. He isn't even close to meaningful reps. Yeah, so he's he's essentially the the fourth of the four linebackers. Or am I counting that a prey? Four, of four. The, so you got he's behind Bertrand. He's behind Lufau. He's behind Kaiser. Yes, of the four freshmen. Yeah, he's clearly number four. And he was playing Rover today. So, <laughs> which is like not his position at all, right? Right. So. right. I wouldn't think so. You know, we talked about this in the spring that these guys were going to have trouble coming in and playing because all the backup linebackers needed reps too. There's six linebackers inside that need reps. They're going to get them over a guy that's not going to play this year. Right, and unless you have a you know Kyle Hamilton type August, <laughs> they're going to be looking at the guys that they're really familiar with and had all spring. At Kilcline 8406, how much will Clark Lee rely on run blitzes against teams like Georgia to compensate for the projected lack of presence in the middle of the defense? Good question. I don't have the answer for that. Um, I you know, I'm not even sure what Clark Lee's mo is with that kind of stuff. I do, I do know he is sort of taking an analytical approach over the summer to all right. If you can create a negative play on first or second down, I think they're they're looking more at second down. And this is. I think a philosophical story that to do with Clark Lee at some point that, you know, basically the defenses coordinators, they save their good stuff for third down. The way he's looking at it is like, why am I not using that on second down? And so does that get into run blitzes? Does that get into more exotics on second down? I think that you could see some subtle shifts in the types of things they do on second down and maybe run blitzes would be part of that. Well, I think this goes to the story that I wrote I don't know, within the last two weeks about him wanting to funnel things outside and having a young linebacking core and with Tranquil and, and uh, Coney, you know, he wanted them probing a little bit and making decisions, whereas with a young linebacker core, let's attack the line of scrimmage, uh, force them wide. And I also think when you take your linebackers and attack the line of scrimmage, that gives your two great tackling safeties an opportunity to come up and make plays. So I think that kind of plays to the strengths of their defense and the weaknesses, which includes a young linebacker core. Not Jay Tafel one. You guys have mentioned that Book has not impressed you. What exactly does Book need to do to impress you? I I think he's been fine. Like he's he's far enough along in his career that I don't really spend a lot of time watching him anymore. But he's not as good at quarterback as Chase Claypool is at wide receiver. Um, but I think he will run the offense very efficiently. And I think it, you know, the notion that he is he a top 10 quarterback, maybe he's 10th or 9th, but he could be 11th or 12th. Uh, I, I expect him to still have a really good season. I haven't oh, I think I've really sort of changed but my opinion on that one. We did all kind of say, if you never knew about Ian Book, this camp would not make you think he was a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, and so what does that mean exactly? I well, he's not, he's, he's not – completing passes maybe at a 65 to 70 percent level I think that speaks highly of the secondary uh, speaks highly of the safeties mm-hmm. I think it's very difficult to, to throw the ball downfield and complete some, uh, something against Notre Dame safeties 
Um, I'm, I, you know, I don't know. I, I look more like the guy that was a 75% completion guy for a good portion of the start of his starting career yeah. at, at Notre Dame. But, you know, I I agree with you guys. I think he's going to have a fine year. He, here's the other thing. You know, he's t- we know he's openly talked about see what you can do. Try to force some things in there. Test yourself and see what you're capable of doing. Uh, which sounds good in theory, but then we report on interceptions and passes broken up. And and to be fair, most of these interceptions have been Phil Dracovic. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yes. by far, by far. Well, unless the fifteen, we don't know about. <laughs> That's, yeah, all of a sudden, there's just if there, there's two more handfuls of interceptions. Kyle Hamilton is pulling I, out of nowhere. I, it'd be, yeah, I'd be, I would love to know the the distribution of that, especially no since it's twice as many as we're aware of. Ridiculous. I was always kind of kidding that he had to have that many. But apparently, he does. That's outrageous. Uh, at training underscore day, more sacks or touchdown passes this year? Sacks, sacks, sacks. That's I would a say one. definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're gonna they're going to have in the mid thirties, and I don't think Book's right. going to throw that many. And then, what does the dime package look like? I like it. Good. It, <laughs> no, it, it looks, looks good. good. It looks good to me. I, I, I interpreted it as a personnel yeah. question. Oh, okay. uh, I mean, it's Gilman, Hamilton, Elliott, Crawford, Pride, and then TBD on the other corner. Could be Bracey, could be Vaughn, could be Houston Griffith. And then the defensive line, I wonder if they'll sort of tweak that as the year goes on. I would think to be combinations of the four ends. Jason Adamilola seems like a guy that could be involved in that. Um Tagovailoa most definitely comes Tagovailoa off the also field. Comes off, I would say, well, yeah, Heinish will come off the field. I like the four ends, but Jason Adamalolo probably add a little bit more yeah. strength inside because, well, the dime, you don't have to worry about that. We were talking about this earlier, dime and nickel. The nickel, sometimes you're still protecting against the Stanford types or the old USC where you can run on third and nine and pick up eight and huddle up. But when you're hitting third and 13, when dime comes in third and 11, that's when you don't need to worry so much about it. You can just unleash those four guys. Right. Uh, and we all believe Ousu Koromoa will be... He's not coming off the field. No. He's on the field, right? No, he should. should stay on the field. Uh, CMU Penns fan, the battle for the starting running back job has become more of a split job, it appears, between Jones and Armstrong. Is this all due to Jones raising his game to a new level, or, is, has, or has Armstrong not seized the day like some believed he would? It's both. I would think so, too. But... Probably. I mean, the second half of that, you have to acknowledge that maybe we, I don't know if we misread Armstrong or his camp's been really good when we're not there or, or how to what to make of it, but I expected to see more of like, I'm the number one back from him. Uh, I'm not sure we've really seen that. Maybe that, maybe that's an unfair expectation by us. I mean, he's be- just, he's, he was a receiver. Um, Tony Jones had more carries than him last year. I, I don't know that people generally realize that, but he ended up having more carries. He's an inexperienced running back. I don't think that he's been disappointing because we all know how he works. We all know yeah. how hard he runs. We know that he's capable of running people over. We've seen that. Uh, I think it's more, I think it's a combination. I agree with you guys, but I think it's more Tony Jones looking nimbler and uh, probably being a better pass blocker. Yes, yeah, so well, definitely yeah, is that. I mean, definitely it. that, right. So, um, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. I think it's... Arms- I like their running backs. I like their running yeah, backs. Yeah, Armstrong is going to be a fine running back for Notre Dame. We weren't sure about that for Tony Jones, so the good news on him is good news. Dashing Domer, how concerned are you about the Irish secondary beyond 2019? Well, Kyle Hamilton will still be here, so... I, I 
Wow. He I can start at three positions, right? <laughs> can't say I've given a lot yeah. of thought about how concerned I am yeah. about that beyond the next 13 so games. So for, for you, the answer is zero. You haven't <laughs> thought about it at all. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I get, I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, I, I, I still think Griffith will move back to safety. I know that leaves a hole in corner too. I just think, I just think Griffith will move back to his better position. I tend to agree, but it's not happening. It's not happening now. So no, not with Crawford's emergence as a guy that can be the fourth right. safety. Cause he's right. let's look, man, Crawford's better at corner and safety than he used to Griffith right now. Yeah. And nickel. Insane ND Tucson. How would you rate Ade Ogundeji's camp so far? Yeah, well, by two player of the day honors out of twelve, yeah. that's good. And I think we, he's really we good. We see him make plays. He's, I, 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 the backup of Hayes and, and him as defensive ends is, it's it's incredible for me to think that Notre Dame has backup defensive ends like that, because I, they don't. Yeah. That just hasn't happened until last year and now this year. And I will say, oh, sorry, you need to go through amusings and. List the backup defensive ends for the entire Brian Kelly era. Oh, yes, to really shine a light on <laughs> what Priester's what's going on here because it's a good one. There you go, Robo Pope. What metrics do you use to analyze an offensive line over the course of a season? What numbers are you forecasting for Notre Dame this year in those metrics? I'm not a metrics guy. You guys generally break down certain areas of mm-hmm. metrics. I don't know if you do it for offensive line. Uh, I do. You, I don't. I don't track yards after contact, but there are companies that do that. Right. That's one metric. Uh, and then the other one that I do track is sort of like run game efficiency. Yeah. If you're four yards on first and 10, 60% of what you need on second down and 100% of what you need on third down or fourth down, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's it, it's definitely more of an eyeball statistic or evaluation. I, I would think, you know, it's if you pick up a third and one in the fourth quarter at Georgia, Great, like that's that's like ten check pluses yeah. in the efficiency uh, group. So it's it's a tough it's a tough thing to measure. It is run efficiency for people that don't pay attention to it. That is the most important running game stat, and that's how coaches feel. Yeah, not just yeah three writers right here. That is the most important one there is. Um, I do believe that you know if you know you're going four on fourth down and it's third and four and you hammer it in there for three yards, that's a good thing too. So I, I don't necessarily knock out. So that's kind of hard to score. Or you just score it the way you score, but those are the special situations. Right. Like you say, there's... Well, like if... Or if you... I like on... Is this what you're saying? Like third down in like third and five, and you give yourself a chance to go for it on fourth down. Yeah, then, you didn't get it all, but you did. Right. Yeah. Right. And you that, pick it up on fourth and down. And you pick right. it up on yeah. fourth down. Yeah, it's kind of right. part of that. And so and those and, are... And you've detailed the and whole I, philosophy changing on fourth down. Now. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's... Now fourth down, really, once you're... Gosh. You would think... I guess if your defense is playing really well, you're not doing it until you're getting to plus territory. But going for it now, it's just statistically, it makes more sense. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Especially with a quarterback like Book, because the throw is a high percentage pickup on fourth and two. Right. Where it used to be guys lining up and smashing each other. Right. And, and, you don't, and, you know, as, as well as Dora has kicked, you don't want to put him in too many... You know, forty-three yard attempts no, early not in, in the Athens year. Ever. Right, I'm right. Going definitely not there. <laughs> I, I, I'm, right. I don't believe this at all yeah. in Athens. I, I think he's going to be drilling field goals against yeah. New Mexico, but it's a little I, different. We did this last week. We start to kind of quick hit these questions, and that's what we're going to try to do here now. From Maninti, may sound like overreaction, but uh, seeing as Kyle Hamilton has seemingly been a ball hawk, especially more so than DBs, does his play warrant him getting more reps over Elliott? No, 
No, but it warrants him getting more reps over a linebacker every time you think they Abs- might have a notion yeah. of passing yeah. you football. Don't, you're, you're not taking <laughs> J- Jalen Elliott's not coming off the field. I don't. I want him, everybody wants him on the field. So play Hamilton more, but not at the expense of Elliott and Gilman. Certainly, as smart as Cal Hamilton is, Jalen Elliott has to tell him what to do. I'm guessing still. I would imagine that that's true. And then he does it really fast. Yes. <laughs> Swarbrick for Prez. What do you make of the short? Uh, now I'm going to save that one. I'm sorry. I'm going to come back to that. Um, who's broken? This is from. Uh, this is from uh, at ant one three seven nine. Who's broken collarbone is worse, Komet or Young? Or is there no difference? I mean, Komet's worse because he's a better player. That's why. That's not what he's asking, though. It's, no. To me, it sounds like it sounds like uh, Young's is. But, I, I I mean, I don't know if that's true. They're on different timetables now. They're about this, two weeks apart. This yeah. would fall in I'm not a doctor category. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> at, They're both worse than Floyd's. At, no name stunk then. So yeah. it's not the at, well, yeah, they didn't have, they didn't have the, the backup they power. They didn't have then. the rest. At BDMJ55, how has Ovia Gofu looked so far in camp? Nothing compared to what he looked in the spring, but we haven't seen the special teams drills where he caught our eye by murdering people. Um, this is your next test, O'Malley. Yeah, yeah. Find the fourth team defensive ends for the Brian Kelly or the third team, because I guarantee you what they have now is a lot better than whatever they've had for the last 10 years. You will see Ovia Gofu on... Almost every special team, and I will throw a prediction out there. He will lead the team in special teams tackles this year. I, if Claypool, no, that's a good a guess. In fact, when I was tracking them inside today, it's like where's a where's a gofu with the defensive ends? He was working on special teams. Yeah, he leads so to go Fosky, special teams. So it's Fosky. Just no just kidding. saying, just yeah. saying. Uh, at JC Soup Forty, how often do we expect to see Jones and Armstrong on the field at the same time? With the guys hurt, with these two hurt more than. Mm-hmm. Right, I love that look because I mean they're so versatile. Especially Armstrong, such a versatile guy. He can he can go to the slot and beat a guy downfield. Ar- Jones is the he has good hands for a running back and he can protect. Armstrong's kind of a weapon going downfield. Yeah, I mean we were in watching practice today and they're showing the Syracuse highlights and remember that third down conversion Jones had? It was like third and fifteen. And it was like this crossing yes, screen that across was beautiful the middle. Passing catch. I mean jo- Jones just like. He's not a fast player, but he's kind of got a, like an old man rec league game speed about him where he just like figures out how to make it work. Yeah. So I like it. Uh, this is a question that we usually say for the end, but I'm shuffling through Twitter, so I'm just going to throw it out here. At AJ Smith 2021, the game is tied. The extra point wins it. One of you has to snap, another holds, <laughs> and another kicks. I am I'm holding. Who's, <laughs> who's doing be. what? And ultimately, are you successful? Uh, no, to Wait, the you have, part. I think I'm snapping, right? Am I? Am I? Don't kicking? you play soccer? You're a kick. You I, have to kick. <laughs> I, right, you have to kick because yeah. yeah, you guys just don't want the spotlight. I'm not just no, I, I can't kick. I need a right knee replacement, uh, and I uh, kick with my okay, right leg. So, so you have to snap. Now, I, right? I, I will. I will go ahead and snap. Um, of all the things I can have ever done in sports, I pretty coordinated person. I cannot kick a football better than anyone <laughs> listening to this right now. I can punt a football. I cannot kick. I went to the Super Show in Atlanta. There's all these things you have to throw a football through holes and all these little events you do. There's a little, hey, come kick an extra point. I was like, nope, not embarrassing myself. Not going to go try to kick an extra point. I cannot kick a football. I don't know why. I can kick a kick Can ball. you snap? I could snap to someone's, uh, yeah. a non-punt snap. to like. To I'm the, a, yeah, I could do that. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a former infielder. I think I should hold. Well, I'm, I'm just point. not kicking. I'll snap. Think, okay. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. Um, 
Uh, okay, I don't want to. There's a pause here in the podcast, and that's really bad. Good radio, good radio. Yeah. All right, so I've run out of questions here that I can find yeah. right now. So we'll end with. We do have a list, so this is good. We, yeah. we did, no, we've had we got a ton of great questions, Dan. Yeah. I, I, I apologize for those that I missed here, but we're going to end with Swarbrick for Prez. What do you make of the short, abruptly ending interview with Brian Kelly on Saturday? Uh, it was hot out. And then one of your starting receivers broke his collarbone in a time that he, I think, was very frustrated with the rep that Young took to break it. Like, don't jump for a pass when you don't need to. Um, and then it just got cut off after nine and a half minutes. I just wish we got some questions in. Right. Before that yeah, happened. I, mean, I didn't you guys see it. all kind of caught off guard. Oh, yeah. That. That's usually a long press conference. Well, who, the so, last... so, I mean, I, 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 Michael uh, Birch is gone. I think he was a little bit more likely to let it roll. I think Michael Schultz is a little bit more likely to cut it off. And now Rob Kelly is also involved, and I think he's more likely to cut it off. Did they cut it, or did yeah, Brian Watt? Yeah, Mi- Michael so Schultz cut it. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, mean, would, I would also say Brian Kelly was like, sometimes he's happy to be there and joking with Yeah, him. there was none one of those times. No, well, there was I, no joking. I, I, I laugh when people are like, you know, like, what was wrong with him? Well, he's the head coach in Notre Dame. The dude's got more on his plate than any of us can possibly imagine. And I think maybe some days he's just, he's not as glib as he don't. I mean, let, let's face it. We've had 10 years of, it's been really easy to deal with Brian Kelly yeah, for the last 10 years. He's he's great a vast majority of the time. I mean, I in, ter- we'll, in terms of just dealing with us. I guess we'll find out if, well, the media day press conference will not be like that. It'll be formal, so that won't be the same situation. But. Yeah, I'm interested to see what Thursdays ultimately end up being like. Um uh, because the schedule is changing, as will our, I think I alluded to that. Uh, we'll get into that when it's more appropriate. But our, our schedule, our podcast schedule, and uh, just our access is going to change. It's going to be a lot different. So uh, when are we scheduled for Friday? We are. Did we determine that? Uh, Media Day will be on um, Wednesday. It is a full day, full practice, followed by Brian Kelly, coaches and players. So the practice reports could be mildly delayed. <laughs> In that we will be there working for four more hours before we can write oh, a word and, down. And so I and I got my hours. Jack Swarbrick interview. You know when it is? After media day. Right after media day. Perfect so, timing. Uh, so O'Malley and I should warn you that the practice report, what, what we'll probably do is just give you kind of a quick hitter on yeah, Wednesday and then maybe something more extensive on Thursday because uh, Wednesday is unbelievably packed. Looking forward to joining the Nordame Club of Milwaukee on Tuesday. Uh, until our next instant analysis, which we will definitely have on Wednesday. I'm Tim Priester with Tim O'Malley and Pete Sampson. Thanks for joining us on Irish Illustrated Insider. It's time to start planning your trip to Notre Dame. Rent Like a Champion is South Bend's largest vacation rental company with over 1,000 weekend home rentals available close to Notre Dame Stadium. Head to rentlikeachampion.com slash illustrated to get $100 off your booking when you use the promo code IRISH2019. That's rentlikeachampion.com slash illustrated promo code IRISH2019.